Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Thank you, thank you. Um, You can grab your seats, everybody. Thank you. Um, If I can get a stool as well so I can sit down. I like to be comfortable in my dad's house. Uh, So let me pray, actually, to kick us off as well, just while a stool comes my way so I can relax. And you can relax too, which would be good. Okay, let me pray. Jesus, thank you so much for today. And Lord, I pray, Lord, this is your house. Dad, thanks for being in your house. And Lord, I pray, Lord, just the words that I speak and the, the spirit that's here, the Holy Spirit, that you're here. Lord, I pray that you just really speak to people. Lord, that as they open their heart, Lord, I pray for transformation. I pray for change. I pray for amazing things to happen, Lord. And those amazing things happening are because of you. And, uh, and thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, everybody. Hi. Wow, we do have a packed house. I can kind of see everyone. I saw my ex-flatmate who used to be. Reese, are you here? I'm going to single you out just so I can. Where is he? There he is. Aha. Can everyone give Reese a clap? He actually put up with me for years and my fluffs and everything else. He was amazing. He was incredible. Um, and just, uh, just incredible to have you here, mate. And really believing God's going to touch you today, mate. Really believe it. Going to single you out. Really sense the Holy Spirit is already working on you the minute you walked in that door. I actually sense that. I really sense that God's going to be in you and through you. I'm actually really believing Holy Spirit's going to turn up today, actually. Just letting you know. Um, I prayed uh, for a couple of, quite a few months actually about this message and literally 24 hours ago I felt the Lord say switch it and I'm like thank you (laughs) as he does. So I'm just going to talk straight today and I'm going to talk about Jesus and our identity and that's literally what I'm going to do and the Bible gives us a blueprint for identity a blueprint for identity, and that's in Matthew 16, verse 13 to 20. So I'm going to go through that blueprint today, and then we're going to really believe God to move. We're going to believe God to move in your heart. We're um, we're Christians here. We believe that the Holy Spirit moves and that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to us individually today. Um, I've got a a big fanboy of a guy called Frank Damasio, and he has an idea that there's two people speaking on a Sunday. One is the preacher and one's the Holy Spirit. So if you're writing notes um, and, and Holy Spirit speaks to you, write that down, because that's way more important than what I'm going to say, okay? Just letting you know. So really believing God that the Lord will speak to you today, really believing that will happen. So in Matthew 16, 13 to 20, this is a passage where Peter confesses Jesus as the Christ, okay? Um, and Jesus is um, speaking this in front of like a fountain, and behind the fountain are all the gods of the day carved. And so if you can imagine, the disciples are sitting in front of him, He's speaking to them and all the gods of the day like Nike and Adidas, all that are carved into that in the back of that. There's also a cave just next to him called the the Hades. Uh, It's called the Gates of Hades. That's right next to him when he's speaking this passage. So if you get the picture, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he starts and says, when Jesus came came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Okay, so the context is identity. What's everyone saying about me? What's everyone saying about Jesus? Like, what's everybody saying about him? Okay. And so they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So they're basically saying, hey, you're a big cheese in the religious world. Okay, you're a big deal. You're like the Pope. You're like Joyce Meyer. You're like someone who's amazing. All the, all the socials are putting out that you're a big cheese in the religious world. That's who you are, Jesus. That's what everybody's saying. Okay. So everyone's saying this, 
um, Insta, TikTok, all that's putting out there that you're a big deal in the religious world, okay? And then I love the Lord. I love him so much because he switches it and he kind of doesn't really care, kind of, because he says to them, but who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And that's the first point in knowing your identity in Christ. You've got to settle in your heart, who is Jesus to you? So who is Jesus to you? And we need to settle it in our heart. We have to be straight up and go, is he just a good man? Is he someone we just talk about on a Sunday? Is it someone we gather around and then we have roast pasta on Sunday afternoon? (laughs) Like, who is Jesus to us, really? Is he a friend? Is he a close friend? Is he someone that you talk to every day? Who is Jesus to you? Now, that's the first step to knowing your identity in Christ, is decide in your heart, who is Jesus to me? And then I love the Bible because it says, Simon Peter answered, said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. It's sort of a bit of his old name, a bit of his new name. Didn't really know who he was. Simon Peter didn't really know who he was. He was a bit of a mess, okay? Like all of us sometimes, right? Some of us are a bit of a mess, a bit of the old, a bit of the new, a bit of a, a mixed soup in between. And he says, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the one that we've been waiting for, you're it. And in my study of this passage, it's one of the clearest declarations of worship in the Bible. It's literally one of the clearest declarations of worship in the Bible. You're saying, you're it, Jesus. You're the one we've been waiting for, okay? And if you can imagine the time back in those days, they were waiting for a physical saviour, a little bit like Moses was and the deliverance of the people of Israel from Egypt. They're looking for a physical saviour to take him out of the Roman, you know, oppression at that time. And really, Jesus wasn't positioning that. He was positioning a spiritual kingdom and the spiritual kingdom going forwards. And so this is where Simon Peter didn't really know what was going on. He was waiting for a physical saviour. But he's like, I don't understand it. But what I do know is, Jesus, you are Lord. You're it. You're the one that's saving us. You're the one that's delivering us. You're the one that's um, we're waiting for. You're the Messiah. And that's the second point is we worship him for who he is. Okay, we declare and we worship him for who he is. And then I love it. Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in he- who is in heaven. And this is the third point, is that we wait. We wait for the Lord to give us our identity. So we wait for the Lord to give us our identity. And it comes directly from the Father. It doesn't come from any man. It actually doesn't come from any man or any woman. It doesn't come from genetics. It actually comes directly from the Father. And so that's your homework. I'm setting you homework because I'm a psychologist. I'm allowed to do that. Your homework after today is to ask the Lord, how do you see me? What's my identity? Okay. Um, And this is something I want you to do. I want you to ask the Lord. And I want you to wait. I want you to go through those steps. And I want you to wait and wait on the Lord to go, Lord, how do you see me? How do you see me? It could be a name. It could be an identity. It could be something that happens to you in an experience that's just amazing. But in fact, it's directly from God the Father. And I want you to rest in that. I want you to rest in knowing that your identity comes directly from the Father. It doesn't come from a church board. It doesn't come from any particular place. It comes directly from the Father. 
Okay, I want you to rest in that and, and like relax in that, if that makes sense, and relax in the way God sees you. I love it too because Jesus says Simon Barjona because he kind of says, bless you, uses his old name and his family of origin. And there's a lot of psychology behind that. And that's some of the psychology I'm going to unpack. You know, I've got a masterclass coming up. I think it's on the 5th of September. Yep, 5th. Thanks, I'm getting the 5. It's the 5th of September. There we go. Um, and um, so we're going to unpack a lot of psychology around identity at that point. Um, so I'm not going to talk a whole bunch of psychology today, a bit more theology. Um, but that's, I love that too, because Jesus references his past, but actually points towards who he is right now as an individual. Okay, And that comes directly from the Father. Is everyone good with that? Yeah. Everyone's still awake? Yeah. Yep. Um, good stuff. That's great. Okay, good. Okay, and I'll also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And this is the really the reason why I feel like the Lord wants me to come here today. Is actually, if you get your identity in Christ, that will build this church. If you understand that God's created you to influence a sphere of influence in your life, whether wherever it is, it could be arts and entertainment. It could be um, raising a, an amazing family. I have my beautiful wife here this morning. She, she has a huge part in raising our three beautiful girls. Do you know what I mean? Huge part of it. She used to be an incredibly successful businesswoman and had to switch her identity, right, which was a massive switch. And now she's raising these beautiful, three beautiful girls. We had a party at uh, Strike Bowling. Strike bowling? Yep. Um, holy moly yesterday. Um, it was amazing. If you ever want to go to holy moly in Castle, you'll see Jackie at the back. He'll give you a good deal. Um, just kidding. He won't. He'll give you a normal deal. Just letting you know. Um, but it was actually amazing. It was so beautiful. We had our eldest who was just about to turn 13. She had all these amazing young girls and it was a big party. It was a lot of energy and sugar and stuff like that. Um, but this is what really a part of my wife and I are doing at the moment. This is part of our identity. Okay, does that make sense? It's a part of who we are. It's a part of what God has said to us to do in this season in time. Does that make sense? So it's resonating with that. It's resting with that. And when you rest in that, that's actually what builds the church. Okay, that's actually what builds the kingdom. Is that when you rest in your identity, you rest in what you're doing, then you're actually going to build the kingdom through that. Is everyone good with that? Okay, um, and it basically says a result of that is that the gates of Hades, which is a symbol of hell, will not prevail against you. Nothing will prevail against you. I'll say that again. Nothing, no hell, no demon, nothing will prevail against you. Okay, another, and it goes on to say that you give the, he'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Another version says you can say to that door, open for me, it'll open for you. And you can say to that door, shut, it'll shut for you. Now just think about the God who owns the entire universe has given you the keys to the kingdom. Okay? And it's in line with your identity. Just think about that for a second. How powerful is that? How amazing is that? How amazing is God um, and the Holy Spirit? Like, well, he is the Holy Spirit. God is the, anyway, he's part of the Trinity. Um, then basically, got a little bit of a laugh. Then everyone else is kind of like, huh, what's going on? Um, so pretty much just knowing that the power of heaven is behind us 
the power of heaven is behind us. Um, we took our kids out to Parks Telescope a couple of months ago. Has anyone been to Parks Telescope before? Yeah. And we, we watched this video, and it's pretty much, you know, how small we are on the earth. And then it showed how small the earth is compared to the sun, and then how small the sun is compared to the Milky Way, and then how small the Milky Way is compared to all the galaxies, and how small all the galaxies are compared to the universe. And I literally nearly had a panic attack. I was, <laughs> I was like, we are so small and insignificant. But then it just dawned on me, the God we serve owns all of that. And not only that, the power of God is behind that identity. Okay, I'll say that again. The power of God is behind your identity. Okay? So when we think, we think we're thinking big, think, think universe big. You hear what I'm saying? Dream big. So whatever God's anointed you for, whatever he's put on your life, dream really big. Dream amazingly big because God can fuel that. He can actually put his energy and power behind that. Does that make sense? Is everyone good? Everyone's okay? Okay, good. How am I doing for time? Way too good, actually. That's really good. Okay. Okay. All right. So just a little story with this is pretty much, I remember reading this passage this a number of years ago. And uh, basically got some connection points with this passage with psychology. And again, I'm going to unpack that in the masterclass. And I was praying, and I remember praying and praying, God, how do you see me? How do you see my identity? Had a couple of different experiences. I felt the Lord speak to me about a couple of different things. But there was one night I, I watched a TV show called Band of Brothers, and it's about the 101st Airborne Division. Has anyone seen that TV show? Um, it's HBO. Um, just letting you know. That all rhymed. Okay. And, um, and pretty much what happened was there was one episode about the medic. And the medic, his name was Eugene. Eugene. And he was jumping from foxhole to foxhole. It's all about the Second World War. They were surrounded at a place called Bastogne. The Nazis were trying to get it. Get, you know, the enemy was trying to get them. And, um, and he, he pretty much was jumping. And he was just fixing people up. He was just helping people. He was just doing stuff. And I remember watching this episode for pretty much the eighth time. <laughs> and I remember asking the Lord, Lord, how come I like this episode so much? And he really spoke to me just as the Lord speaks to me. And the Lord speaks to everyone differently. So it's not like one size fits all with the Lord speaking to us. But he said, Ian, that's because that's who you are. You're a medic. And up to that point, I was pastoring on the Gold Coast. In fact, I was pastoring in a church called Generation Church, which was literally across the ditch to Elevation Church up on the Gold Coast. And me and a friend of mine, Owen Shannon, we used to hit golf balls across the ditch. And we didn't really aim for Elevation, just letting you know. But if you were up on the Gold Coast and you saw some golf balls in the car park, I'm sorry. I just want to say that up front. I'm sorry. It would have been Generation Church that did that. Um, or me and my mate. Oh, it's probably Owen because I couldn't hit that far at that time. Um, so anyway... So up on the Gold Coast, I was there, and I got this revelation of, hey, I'm a medic. And that was such a source of relief to me, because I remember striving so hard as a pastor to be up front. I strangely had in my head that if I was up front doing this, I had value, and if I was down somewhere else, I didn't have value. It was such a stupid idea, by the way. That, that is a ridiculous idea. God loves all of us, every single person in the room, all the kids, everybody around the planet. There's no value differential, okay, to, between you know, what's happening here, there, and everywhere else. Does everyone understand what I'm saying a little bit? I had this crazy idea that that was, I don't know where that came from. Um, I've got a few ideas where it came from. I'll unpack that again on the masterclass. <laughs> um, but pretty much I still remember having that experience and it was just such a relief because I was like, I don't need to strive anymore. I can just be myself. 
Okay, I can be secure in my identity. Literally two months later, I ran into a guy called Dr. Robbie Sonderiger. Has anyone heard of Dr. Robbie before? Yep. He is a Christian psychologist and he has got a worldwide ministry and he preaches and teaches around the planet about um, Christian psychology, about theology, about amazing stuff. And I literally connected with him. We had this um, coffee, I remember, for two hours and he was dropping all these names like, oh, I was having coffee with so-and-so the other day and da-da-da. And I'm like who is this guy? <laughs> like, what's he doing? Anyway, he invited me to Skype with his team for two years um, and he trained me for free, totally free. So this is an example of, hey, I got my identity in Christ and then the very next step is I got a mentor who then trained me for free for two years, okay? He had his own motives, by the way, <laughs> which he wanted to hire me and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But he still trained me. He still trained me for free. He was very generous and I still am in contact with him now, which is amazing. So if you think about it, the power of God connected with me in that moment in an ease. There was an ease to it. There was, there was a flow to it, if that makes sense. And that's what I'm trying to position today, is that if you, have, you know your identity in Christ, you get, a, you get a handle on that already, there should be a flow to your next steps. And the power of God should be behind your next steps. Does that make sense? Okay, and there should be an ease to it. There should be a simplicity to it. There should be um, something which builds the kingdom right through that now we actually run a, a psychology practice across the road called next step psychology it's right next to the the virgin gym and by the way if i walk in the car park and i find golf balls it's okay i won't judge anyone for hitting golf balls from here to there okay just letting everyone know what you say you reap i get it i do get it right so um so if there's random golf balls you know that would be weird by the way anyway um so what I'm saying is that we have a great team over there. We have other Christian psychologists and counsellors that work with us. And we all believe, we all have an inkling identity-wise that that's who we are. We're not generals. I'm not a field marshal, if you think battle analogy. I'm not a lieutenant, okay? I'm actually someone who works from foxhole to foxhole fixing people up. That's what I do. That's actually what I do. That's my speciality. That's my anointing. And we're actually believing for supernatural growth in that. And we're believing that the power of heaven would be behind that, okay, in the sphere of influence that I'm created for. And I'm using that as an example, okay? I'm using it as an example of what God empowers us for. Now, you might be empowered for something completely different. You might be studying at the moment. You might be, um, you know, raising a family. You might be running a business. There might be all sorts of things that God's created you identity-wise for. And the beautiful thing about a fingerprint is it's pretty much, well, totally individual. God has an individual tailored identity for you. And you might sit there and go, well, I can hear that people in the Bible, Ian, had these amazing names that God gave them, okay? I can hear that, you know, um, Simon became Peter, Saul became Paul, Abra became Abraham, Sarai became Sarah. But what about me? Like, as if that's me, right? I'm just some dude that comes to church, Elevation Church on a Sunday morning. Why has God got an individual name for me? And if you think about that for half a second, you know, why wouldn't God have an individual name for us? If we're in dad's house, right, that's where we are, why wouldn't he name us something? Does that make sense? Is that cool? Yeah. So why wouldn't he give us an identity? Right? He doesn't just call us A, B, and C. Oh, A, B, and C, come over here, right? <laughs> like he doesn't give us a, a one, two, or a three. Oh, child number 55, can you come over here and I've got a task for you to do? He's actually saying, no, I can see who you are, Ian, and you're a medic, and I'm going to anoint you supernaturally and, and empower you to do that. 
Okay, does that make sense? And I'm really believing God today that God will actually, normally when I do preach this, at least one person in the room gets an identity while I'm preaching. Actually, that's what happens. Like literally while, while it's happening, someone somewhere will go, oh, oh, actually I felt the Lord say this, although they'll remind themselves, which I'm actually believing for. You don't have to jump out of your chair or anything like that if that's you. Um, all good if you do. But I'm just saying that these things can happen, right? These things happen where we just receive from Holy Spirit, hey, this is who I am. And then you feel a supernatural, wow, I can actually then venture into a task or, or, or a great theme or project that's for me. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. So does God give us a specific identity? I hear you ask, and that's a very good question. Let's look at Revelations 2.17. And I actually remember talking to a good friend of mine, another psychologist, um, about this, and he pointed this verse out to me as well. And he said, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay? And we're asking Holy Spirit, speak to us today. Okay? We're a church. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. That's what we're looking for. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. And that points directly to Jesus. Jesus is the hidden manna. He's the bread of life. Okay, And so when we're victorious, in other words, we just say, Jesus, I need you. That is victorious, basically. Um, <laughs> meek, the meek shall inherit the earth. right? Not the proud and the people full of steroids. It's the meek that inherit the earth. right? Which doesn't mean weak. It just means meek. right? Jesus, I need you. That means you're victorious, basically. Right? Because we receive him. We get some of that hidden manna. We get some of that hidden bread. We, we ingest it. We eat it. We, we have communion with God. We commune with Jesus. That's what you're doing this morning. You're, you're taking time out of your Sunday morning. A lot of people could be asleep right now. A lot of you could be just having your fifth coffee. A lot of you could be at a, a restaurant having your eggs and bacon, which sounds actually pretty good. Maybe a little hash brown. Maybe. I don't know. But you're not. You're here. You're actually here and you're investing some time into that hidden manner. You're communing with Jesus, which is beautiful, by the way. And thank you for that. And thanks for coming to hear me talk too, which is cool. Okay. Otherwise, there'd be no one here. Anyway. Um, and I'll give you, uh, I'll give that person a white stone and a new name written on it. Uh-huh. A new name written on it. Uh-huh. It's in the Bible. Known only to the one who receives it. Okay? Known only to the one who receives it. Now, there's a couple of scholars, um, and I've done some research on this passage, and pretty much the white stone could mean a diamond. Okay? So God um, writes on a diamond your name, your identity, which I think is beautiful, by the way, because a diamond's the most precious thing in the planet, right? Um, and that's a beautiful thought. The other school of thought is that when we were um, in the Old Testament, we used to, when you used to sin, and there was different sins that did different things, but one of the sins was uh, getting stoned to death, okay? So if you'd committed the sin that created you to be stoned to death, right, they would actually do a trial, and in that trial, if you were found guilty, you were given a black stone, okay? So if you were given a black stone, you'd be dead pretty quick, right, because everyone would pick up stones and throw them at your head, and you'd be dead. Again, that rhymes. There we go. But if you were given a white stone... Right? If you're given a white stone, that means you're found innocent. And who knows, most of us, I know I deserve a black stone. Okay, I really do. Just letting you know. Um, Reese, who's here, he'll, he'll tell you all the stories. He, he lived with me for years. He knows exactly what I'm like. And he knows, no, he, he definitely needs a black stone for sure. Like 100%. Yeah, what, don't talk to my wife, she'll tell you straight out. Yes, black stone, definitely, right? 
<laughs> she went, you just look at you. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding about that. About that one. <laughs> kind of, a little bit. Okay. But we're not given that. We're given a white stone. Does anyone know why we're given a white stone? Rhetorical question. It's because of grace. It's because of grace. It's because of his love for us. His love for us gives us a white stone. Okay? Gives us a white stone. We deserve a black stone. And not only does he give us a white stone, he goes above and beyond. He goes, this is your identity. So he doesn't just give us like grace and forgive us and go, you're a child of God only, which is a great identity, by the way. He gives us more than that. He gives us a personalized, individual identity. Okay? And that's what we're talking about today, is actually asking the Lord, what's my personalized, individual identity? What is that? And then with that identity, let's build this church. Does that make sense? If you're planted here, if this is where you feel God's called you and you're planted here, okay, let's build this church. My wife and I, we're planted in a church called Hillsong, which is over the hill. Again, if there's golf balls in that car park, no judgment, it's okay, right? Um, And we're planted there. That's where we're planted. I hope that's okay to say that out loud. Everyone's staring at me. (laughs) Hillsong's getting better, slowly. Okay, just let everyone know. Um, Slowly, okay? Um, And it needs to get better, by the way. Putting it out there. Um, But wherever you're planted... Let's build the church. Let's build the church together. Okay, is that cool? Yeah. So this is sort of pretty much the nuts and bolts of what I felt the Lord say to share on today. Okay. And so we're going to actually, I'm going to ask the band to come up as well. So we're just going to do a bit of ministry time now. It's a straight message, you know, pretty quick, straight message. Um, You're probably happy too because it didn't go longer um, because it was baby dedications and all that kind of stuff. I get it. And so there's three groups of people I want to pray for today. So the three groups I want to pray for is the first group is people who go, I'm hearing what you're saying about identity, but I don't know my identity yet. I I really don't know what you're talking about when it comes to me being called um, Peter or or Sarah or anything like that. I, I don't really know what that is, but I'm open. I'm open to know what that identity is. And we're going to pray for that group of people. And I'm going to ask you in a second to put your hand up and we're going to pray for you, okay? The second group of people is you've got a really good, firm idea about who you are, okay? Um, And I get a sense even today there's people that are going through transitions with their identity. And so sometimes identity transitions as well, okay? Sometimes sometimes the Lord leads us out of a season into a new season. That's actually what happens. And you're like, hey, I know who I am in Christ, but I'm really wanting some prayer over this next season, okay? Or this next new identity, which I feel the Lord's called me to. And so I want to pray for that group as well. And this is the second group I want to pray for. And we're actually going to ask the pastors and leaders to pray for people too, if everyone's okay with that. Um, The third group of people is kind of my favorite group, just letting everyone know, is if you haven't met Jesus yet. Okay, so when I was talking about, hey, you've got to decide in your heart who is Jesus to me, this morning you went, actually, I want to become a Christian. I I hear what this guy is saying. I'm not 100% sure what he's talking about, but I do know I've decided in my heart, I want Jesus to be my Lord. I want to become a Christian. And that's that third group I want to pray for as well. So if we can just have our heads bowed and eyes closed... If you're that first group, um, I want you to actually put your hand up. If you're like, hey, I want to find my identity in Christ. I don't know it yet. Yeah, great. Unreal. Whoa. Okay. This is awesome. Hallelujah. Amen. That's amazing. Great. Keep your hands up so I can see it. The lights are a little bit, you know, in your head when you're doing this stuff. So it's a bit hard to see. Great. Yeah, I see that. 
Loud and proud. Very good. Like it. Really cool. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, the second group of people, um, if, if you're like, hey, I know who I am, and I've got a good gist of who I am, but I need like a mentor. I need a Dr. Robbie. I need a, I need a, a, a life group. I need someone to encourage me on the next season of my life. I'm deciding about transitions in my seasons, and I, and I need some wisdom. I need some support. I need some wisdom. If that's you, can you put your hand up? That second group. Whoa. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I see everybody. All right, that's, thank you so much. Keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Anyone else in that group? Yeah, pop your hand up. Yeah, good stuff, champions. Unreal. Okay, keep those hands down. Okay. Now that last group who want to become Christians today, if, if that's you, if you're going, look, I want to meet Jesus today, can you just put your hand up? Again, my favorite group. Thank you so much. Love that so much. Okay, I'm getting super emotional right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I really sense he's here. Hallelujah, God. Okay. All right, let's all stand up. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for that first, uh, the third group actually first. Okay, so let's, let's pray for that third group because they're actually literally, does everyone know they're the, they're the favorite group of the house pretty much? Everyone loves when people become Christians. So if that's you, hopefully someone spotted you as well in the new Christian team um, and they'll give you some resources I think afterwards. I'll let Ben sort of fill you in on all that kind of stuff afterwards uh, as this house does things. Um, so let's pray. Um, if you're part of that third group, just repeat after me. Let's all pray and encourage them as well. Dear Jesus, I want to become a Christian today. I'm sorry about my past. I'm sorry about my sin. And thank you for coming into my life. Amen. Amen.